Hello, and welcome to the Offbeat Mystic Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Reinert, and in this podcast, we talk about the paranormal, the mystical, the witchy, and everything in between. So grab onto your broomsticks because it's going to be a crazy ride. Hello, my weirdos, and welcome to episode number 11 of the Offbeat Mystic Podcast. I'm currently laying and snuggling with my three beautiful dogs while a winter storm is brewing outside. I'm all cozy and just relaxing and it just made me think of how today is just a perfect day to just sit and reflect on my past and what I have learned and how how much I've grown in the 25 years I have lived. Well, almost 26 years. My birthday's in March. I feel like the older I'm getting, the faster time is going. And I feel like, especially now, since we're in the midst of winter solstice, heading our way to the spring equinox, I feel like This is kind of that time period where we're going to sit and reflect and look inward to see what have we learned so far. Starting from childhood up until now, what is our trauma? What is some of the things that we still need to work on with ourselves? Because no one is ever going to really be stopped growing. Everyone is going to keep learning different lessons. Sometimes we're still learning lessons from previous lifetimes. If you believe in that, I believe in that. So that's what this episode is going to be about. The art of looking inward, facing your, facing your shadow head on bravely Having a conversation with your shadow. Don't be afraid of your shadow. It's such an important part of growth and moving forward and understanding and owning up to things that we have gone through and what we're still going to go through. Also, I kind of want to let you guys in on me a little bit more because I feel like as an audience, I feel like I want to connect with you guys. I want to understand your your stories and what you've gone through and what it is that you like to reflect on yourself. I feel like in my previous episodes, we talk a lot about instructions I I wouldn't say instructions but lessons on witchy things and talk about the paranormal and stuff like that but I want to get a little bit personal today because I feel like very vulnerable right now and just very open to talking about things that I normally don't so if you're interested keep Keep listening, guys, because I feel like this could be a really great opportunity for all of us to just kind of sit and talk and reflect on things that we 
can can work on, can grow upon, can evolve on. So let's get started, guys. Let's, let's get real deep here. Hey, guys. I just wanted to let you know that I am on Apple Podcasts on iTunes. So if you leave me a review and you screenshot it and send it to me through my email, which is Stephanie underscore Reinert, R-E-I-N-E-R-T, at Outlook.com, you get a free gift from me. So thank you guys so much for your support. And have a wonderful day or night. Stay weird. I feel like reflection is such an important thing that you have to do. I try to do reflection at least every day. I reflect on something, whether it be small or something big or something that I'm still getting over from 10 years ago. I did not personally have it very easy growing up, as I'm sure a lot of you listening have not had it easy either. I grew up in a interesting way. I had parents that were very young. My mom was 16 and I think my dad was like 19 or 20 when they had me. So my mom was a teenager when she gave birth to me and I feel like maybe she has a little bit of resentment towards me because I kind of changed the course of her life even though it wasn't my decision to be on this earth but I feel like there is some level of resentment there my dad was an alcoholic and somebody that deep down inside has a great heart but he has a lot of demons he has a lot of shadows that he refuses to face he lost his mom when he was 23 in a brutal car accident and I feel like he used drugs and alcohol as a way to cope with something that he could face on his own and he's still struggling with that to this day because he's never coped with it from the get-go my parents without getting too in 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 depth because I don't I don't want you guys to think I'm a lunatic, but my parents are definitely um, interesting, to say the least. I love them to death in my own way, but I feel like they they definitely put me through a lot. Some, some things that a lot of kids shouldn't have gone through. I witnessed and experienced a lot of things that I'm still to this day are, am coping with certain traumatic things that I've gone through that I've never coped with. But I'm still trying to dig into those moments in my life where it's hard to talk about because 
no one, I don't, I never want to sound like a victim. I never want to sound like someone that has gone through, that makes it seems like I'm, I'm going through something absolutely horrendous or I was going through something absolutely terrible and I blame my parents and the world for my problems. And yeah, you know, env- environmental factors definitely play a lot of in the role of who you are, but it's ultimately up to you and me to what's the right verbiage to handle, to grow from, to I don't know what's the right phrase. I'm sorry, guys. I'm doing this raw. I'm not editing any of this because I feel like I'm in such a place right now where I just want to let this out. I feel like this is what true reflection is all about. Anywho, (laughs) my dog is snoring next to me. I feel like it's up to us to change the course of our lives. That's what I'm trying to say. We don't have to have our trauma define who we are. We don't have to play into this victim mentality. I know a lot of people that love to play into their trauma. Poor me, poor me. Instead of trying to find a way to grow and to heal from it. My boss that I've talked about, he's not my boss anymore, by the way, The boss that I talked about before in a couple episodes ago, he's no longer my boss, thank God. But he was somebody that definitely allowed his trauma to affect the way that he treated others. And he was just constantly angry all the time. And it's like, dude, you don't understand. You don't know where, where I came from. You don't know what my past was like. You're not the only angry person in this world. However, I'm not going to let my past define who I am. I'm not going to let it ruin my life. See, a little bit more about my parents. My mom is definitely very type A. She is very... She is, I mean, let me, I don't, I never want to bash anybody. My mom is a very diehard mom. She can be a little suffocating though. And also, like I mentioned before, I know she resents me. She'll probably never admit it, but I know she resents me. And I feel like she thinks that I robbed her, her childhood. And my dad was never really like coherent enough to take care of me so she felt like she had to be both my parents so she felt like she had to kind of compensate for the lack of parenting he did and I was in the crossfire I was in the crossfire of both of them and it wasn't a healthy situation because I I saw and heard a lot of things that I shouldn't have at such a young age When I was in school, I never fit in. I felt like I was different from others. Now I'm very proud of that fact, but at the time I just felt so alone. I felt like no one really truly understood who I was as a person. I had a couple of friends who accepted me for who I was, kind of on a surface level, but they didn't really know deeply who I was 
on the inside because I kind of kept that hidden. I was too ashamed to fully be myself and that's not okay. I was kind of stripped of any kind of confidence when I was younger. I didn't have a lot of confidence and I had a lot of insecurities and I felt ashamed to really let people see how truly weird and different and creative and and thoughtful and deep I was. I thought that was something to be ashamed of. So I felt very alone, very isolated, very separate from my environment, if that makes any sense. When I was 11 years old, I lost one of my childhood friends to leukemia. I think I've, I never really recovered ever ever since that moment. That really changed my view and my perception of death because he was 12 years old when he passed away and I couldn't comprehend how how someone so young can can pass away. I would always think to myself wow, he's never going to get married, he's never going to fall in love, he's never going to experience life, and that broke me. And it broke me that I could never talk to him again. I, I, I feel him living through me in different ways, through music, through creativity, through signs from the universe. Um... I definitely feel him around me a lot, actually. And um, that was that was a tough moment for me, though. I mean, I, I still like around his anniversary, I still break down because there's still parts of me that I haven't gotten over. Something very tough for and I, I remember thinking to myself being as young as I was I'm like when is it ever going to stop when is the universe going to stop beating me up over and over and over again as sad as that sounds I felt like I was I was getting emotionally beat up every every turn I would go I, I felt like I never got a break I must say though my saving grace has to be my my grandpa my mom's dad he took care of me he was a strong rock who gave me the stability that i needed and i thank him to this day i'm like i know i was too young i was at the time i was too young to realize and really appreciate the amount of love and stability you've given me but i i try now now that i'm an adult and i understand and i so appreciate all of the the support he's given me. I thank him as much as I can. Because he's getting older and I, I don't want him to ever leave this world not knowing how much I care and appreciate him. Excuse me. During high school, I was... Uh, 
I felt the same way. I felt isolated. I felt different. I felt so out of place. I felt like, oh my God, when is this going to end? I'm so tired of this. Like, I was so lacked of lacking confidence that getting up in front of people to talk was like debilitating for me. Like it wasn't, it went past nerves. It was debilitating for me. And I was good at pretending like it wasn't, but it was seriously super debilitating for me to even get up in front of my peers and talk because I felt so disconnected from them. And I already felt that they thought I was fucking weird that I was too different for them and I felt like god forbid if I showed any ounce of myself to them I would be mocked for the rest of my life and I don't want to like I said I don't want to sound like a a fucking sob story I had you know a few friends here and there that I talked to and had fun with and all that but like I said not to the extent of them truly knowing who I was. Flash forward to the end of my high school career, I uh, I met my first boyfriend, my first serious boyfriend. I'm going to rename him nameless because I'm not going to call anybody out. Um, that relationship taught me so much about myself. It really did. And I know that sounds kind of ridiculous for a relationship that happened when I was 17 years old, but it really did just, it taught me so much about my self-worth and what am I going to allow? How am I going to allow people to treat me? When I reflect on that relationship, I knew all that he wanted from me was sex. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of boys at that age, they don't really care about love. They only really care about having sex. It's like the the focus in their mind. Um, I'm sure he cared about me at, at some level, but I feel like it was more so he just wanted to have sex with me. I felt like it was more so a lustful kind of relationship. It, it wasn't really about him caring about me and my well-being, and my boundaries, it was more so about what he wanted in the relationship. And I feel like that's pretty typical of a lot of um, relationships. But I was, or at that time, at like that kind of age, I feel like you don't really know how to separate yourself from someone else and being selfless and loving and setting boundaries and respecting the person that you're with and the moment when I was with him I didn't realize how much he disrespected me I didn't feel any kind of level of respect but I ignored all those red flags I ignored that all that he pressured me to have sex with him and you know him telling me that he loves me and that blah 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 he'll wait but then at the same time pressuring me to have sex didn't really make it seem or prove to me that he really did care about me it was the opposite but of course I didn't know about that in the moment and I don't hate the guy I don't you know I don't I don't even know who he is anymore nor do I care to but I will never hate anybody that has been put in my life for a reason to teach me a lesson 
uh, <laughs> a lot went down with that. Um, I made the mistake of dating somebody that used to date one of my acquaintances. I would I would call her a friend of me because we wouldn't really get along that well, but we were still kind of friends and kind of not friends. She dated him and then I dated him and that's bad karma right there. My parents couldn't stand him. I feel like his mom didn't really like me initially in the beginning either. Um, it was just very chaotic and very destructive during the relationship just with the with the friction of my parents or my friends. None, no one liked him. Not that um, I'm standing up for him at all, but I know that he had some pretty, he had pretty severe ADHD and had no filter. And I feel like he spoke his mind way too much to people and he was very disrespectful. He had no, like I said, no filter and he would say whatever he wanted to anybody, including me. And I felt embarrassed a lot of the time when we were together because he showed ugly parts of himself to people, including me. But I, I of course, I didn't listen or didn't pay attention to what people were saying or what he was actually showing me himself. Fast forward, you know, we broke up inevitably. And uh, he, I know he... I was still like super hung over him and I uh, he led me on for about two and a half three years after we broke up at that time and I know people listening probably think this is just a silly little puppy love romance thing but I was very codependent on him I felt like I relied on him too much for my happiness I felt like once our relationship ended, some sort of life source went away from me. And at the time, too, my household was extremely toxic and and destructive. My dad was engaged to a woman and their relationship was extremely terrible and toxic and not they were not good for each other very unhealthy and the the household itself the energy was just so terrible and suffocating and I really had no friends that I could rely on and my dad's drinking problem was still really bad and I I felt like I had nowhere to go so that was going on and me and him broke up he was playing mind games with me I had no real friends and Um, I went through a really dark and depressive time for a couple years because, you know, I would see on Facebook and social media that, you know, my ex-boyfriend was um, seeing other girls and um, it was at the time when Facebook would let you know every picture someone would like and it was just, it was torture and he would never let me get over him because I didn't know how to set boundaries with myself and with others. If it was me now, right? And let's say when me and my fiance were dating and he was doing that shit, I would be like, uh, I'm going to cut you out right now because 
This is not how you treat someone you care about. So I had a friend too um, that I met around the same time I met my ex-boyfriend. I didn't realize how toxic she was. She was extremely toxic. She was manipulative and she made me feel like I was a terrible friend to her and made me feel insecure about the way I looked, about my weight, about my curves because she was just, she was jealous and she was somebody that was so, had such a skewed image of herself that she had to relay that insecurity onto me. And I was, I was very, I felt very sorry for her and the way that she lived and the way that her home life went. And I felt that because I had issues with my home life and I felt like I related with her with that. And, uh, she used that to her advantage because I was a very, I was too giving I gave to people that didn't deserve it. I gave to I gave my whole heart to people that did not deserve my love, my affection, and my heart. She claimed in my face that, you know, we were best friends, but behind my back she would tell every person in sight, quote unquote, how terrible I was because she couldn't stand the fact that I had light within me and she all she had was darkness. I was nothing but good to her. I even gave her mom $500 and said, you know what? Keep it. Your mom needs to pay her medical bills. And I'm a 20, 20, 21 year old girl who's living at home still. And I don't need it as much as, as her. Keep it. That's a, that's some maturity, man. Not a lot of people that age can be like, yeah, I can live without $500. No, a lot of 20, 21 year olds are selfish and I let her keep it. But she'd always tell me, you know, how shitty of a friend I was and how I really don't care about her and her mom and all that. But I'm not going to give you all the gory details, just a little snippet. Um, Once I finally put my foot down, this was actually maybe two or three years ago, I would say. Um, When I finally put my foot down... um, Once I met Steely, he really showed me, like, honest to God, love. And I'll get into that in a second. But once I met him, it really put everything into perspective for me that everything that has happened to me before, all the people that I allowed in my life before, were all just there to show me exactly... (laughs) How not to be treated. How not to let someone take advantage of me and my money and my heart. He really showed that for me. He really let me reflect on the shitty people I allowed in my life, including my family. Once I I let her go... Now, let me tell you this. If I was such a a terrible friend, if I was someone that was so bad to her all the time, why is it that for at least two years on and off, she tried really hard to try to get back into my life? And I swatted away her attempts every single time because I, I really had my breaking point. 
But she basically begged me to be back in her life because she knew who needed who more than the other. I didn't need her at all. If anything, she was a, she was like a, a leech that was stuck to my skin for too long, sucking whatever she can out of me. Once I got rid of that leech, I felt so much better about myself and about my life and about what kind of friends I'm going to allow in my life now. Ones that actually fucking give a shit about me and actually will have my back and will actually stand up for me if I'm not around. I've had a lot of friends like that. Not to that extent, uh, I can't talk. <laughs> Not to that extent, but similar patterns. People who just don't care about me or my well-being. So that really taught me how to set boundaries with me, myself, my family, my friends, my relationships. I'm learning that it's okay to say no. I'm learning that it's okay to be selfish for once. If I don't want to answer a call, I don't have to. I don't have to walk on eggshells with anybody. If someone wants to live in their trauma and if they want to be in a victim mentality and live angry for the rest of their life, then they can do that on their own. But I'm not going to allow anybody ever to ever make me feel like I'm less than. That I'm not beautiful. That I don't have something worth to give to the world. And it's really sad about how one person can make you feel like you're nothing. Can really manipulate you into thinking that you were nothing to them. And makes you feel like. You're a terrible person when you know that you're not. Once I met Steely, everything really changed for me. I felt like the universe finally gave me something to say, here you go. Here's a gift. After everything that you've learned, after everything that we've thrown at you, all the lessons that we tried to give you. You finally learned your lesson. Here's a prize. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, he is a, a, a gift sent from the heavens. I've never met anybody so patient and so loving and so generous and somebody that has the biggest heart other than my own. Someone who's so extremely selfless and perfect in my eyes. No one's perfect, but he's perfect in my eyes. He's weird and goofy and solid and he's a rock and he's grounded and he's just such a beautiful person and has such a beautiful soul. And I tear up every time I talk about him because I am so internally grateful for the love that he has given me. These three beautiful years that we've been together, our three-year anniversary of us being together actually just passed on uh, December, December 14th, or sorry, December 15th. He is a beautiful person. 
beautifully flawed. I don't even really get that annoyed with his flaws. And I think the universe, I think the heavens, every day that they blessed me with this man. He gave me the strength to really stand still and be grounded and not fear being happy. I was so afraid to be happy because I had such a defense mechanism to combat any anything that came into my path. It's good to be on alert for any red flags from anybody that shows them to you, but not so much to the point where you shut people out. I felt like I shut him out a little bit in the beginning. And I know that he's gone through a lot of stuff too, and I felt like he kind of shut me out a little bit in the beginning. But ultimately, when we let our guards completely down, I felt like, wow, like a breath of fresh air. After being in a smoky room, you step outside and you get that big gulp of fresh air. Or if you're if you've been drowning for years and then you finally get that 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 breath of fresh air. That's what he feels like to me. That's what our relationship feels like to me. I didn't have not had it easy, folks. I just skimmed the surface of things that I've gone through in the past. And I just I I didn't want to make it seem like I was this crazy, like girl who's playing victim and is living in her tragedy and and all that. I didn't want to make it seem like that. But I reflect on these things almost every day just to remember and appreciate the blessings that the world has given me. And I'm thankful for all the people that have hurt me, that have broken me down and and kicked me while I was down and spit on my face and treated me like I was nobody. I'm so thankful for all the experiences that I've had thus far and all the hardships that life has thrown at me because it makes me appreciate what's in front of me even more so. I have three beautiful dogs. I have a roof over my head. I have a, a full belly every single day. I'm thankful for that. I have three beautiful siblings who I adore and I love watching them grow. I feel like I used to live in pity and, and anger and sorrow because I couldn't escape digging myself into this this depression hole I could I but I was the one that dug it I was the one that was in control of my own emotions and I allowed outside sources to make me feel something and make me feel like I was someone that I wasn't so what are some of the things that I have learned the most out of the 26 years of me living on this earth. Simply put, 
I'm not afraid to say no. I'm not going to allow anybody in my life to tell me that I'm someone that I'm not. To make me feel less than. Because I know for goddamn sure that I am somebody that is worth it. And I know that I have a lot to bring to this world. I have immense light within me. I am a healer. I am a witch. I love nature. I love nature's creatures. I have a big heart. I care about people. I don't want anybody in this world to ever feel like they're alone because I was somebody that knows what that feels like firsthand. I know I'm not what people have called me in the past. What my mother has called me, what my dad has called me, what my so-called friends from the past have called me. I'm none of those things. I'm okay with not looking, you know, (laughs) caked up in makeup every day. I prefer to be natural and beautiful and 100% authentic. I am weird and I'm proud of it. I am a fucking weirdo and I'll always be one. I'm so proud of it because I live in a world full of people who try to fit in and try to fit into a mold and I will never fit in that mold and I never have and I used to be so ashamed of that but I'm not I'm so fucking proud of myself for who I am today who I was even because it brought me To the point where I am now. I've learned to respect other people's boundaries. And to respect my own boundaries. I'm an introvert. I need time for myself. I need to be alone. I need to... I need reflection constantly. It's how I... It's how I grow. It's how I learn from my mistakes and my past. People always say stop living in the past, but I'm not living in the past. I'm reflect I'm reflecting on my path, my past, and my path and who I was. Because that that is who I was at one point. It's not who I am anymore. But that's the whole beauty of facing your shadow. Be gentle with your shadow. She's not scary. She's, she or he is who you were at one point. It's your, it's your dark, traumatic past. I feel like everyone has had one at one point. Whether it be small, big, large, what have you. That was you at one point. Hold hands with your shadow. Talk with her. Tell her how you are. Think of it as like a therapy session. Talk out loud. Be weird. Talk to yourself. Allow yourself to heal. 
I feel like this year is going to be very healing for a lot of people. I feel like 2020 is a symbol of perfect vision for your life, for your relationships, for your finances, for your thought process, for your philosophy and your morals. I feel like we're all going to have our eyes wide open this year. And that is so exhilarating to think about. Reflect. Learn about yourself and your past. Don't shut your shadow out. Dance with your shadow. Talk with your shadow. Release. Let go. Take those garbage spam files out of your head and throw them in the garbage. You don't need them anymore. Stop actually living in the past. Stop hoping that your your toxic ex-boyfriend, your ex-girlfriend is going to text you or call you back. They're not. And you shouldn't be waiting for it. You're worth so much more. Don't ever think, oh, well, because I I mean, I was friends with this girl for seven years. I feel like we can overcome anything just be just because we've been friends for for so long. She can treat me any way she wants. No. Say goodbye to people and things that no longer serve you. Do a spring cleaning before spring comes. Get rid of the extra baggage. Get rid of the extra garbage. I don't care how long you were friends with somebody or how long you were with somebody. If they treat you like garbage, then get rid of them. We don't need them anymore. Only make room and time for people that actually care about you. Reflect, ladies and gentlemen. Reflect and dance and caress and kiss your shadow it's a part of you the shadow is not an evil side of you it's a part of you that we're all afraid to confront because it's the deepest darkest parts of our souls and our minds don't be afraid of it it's you guys I really hope that this episode has opened your eyes to not being afraid of your growth allowing yourself to face your shadow and to take this time now in between the winter solstice and the the spring equinox to really declutter your mind and reprogram the way you think about your environment, and what's going on with you internally. Face your shadow. Love yourself. Set boundaries. Allow this year to actually be different. Don't just say, new year, new me, and not actually do something about it. Use 2020 as a way to open our eyes and really see the world for what it is. 
Don't be ashamed to say no. I hope my story kind of gives you more of a clarity that I'm just a human being. I'm no better. I'm no different than you. I want you to connect with me and understand that I have trauma. I'm not afraid to say it. The sooner that you realize you have trauma too, the sooner you can heal. That's what looking inward is all about. Be gentle on yourself. Love yourself. Be there for yourself. You are the most important person in your life. On that note, I hope you guys have a wonderful night or day, depending on where you are, where you live, when you're listening to this. And I will see you guys in the next episode. But until then, stay weird. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Offbeat Mystic Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the underscore offbeat underscore mystic. I also have a private Facebook page called the Offbeat Mystic Podcast. If you want to talk about anything we discuss in the podcast, or if you just want to have a safe space to talk about the paranormal, the witchy, the weird, and the mystical. You can also get a hold of me at stephanie underscore reinert at outlook.com if you have any questions. If you have any paranormal questions, you can get a hold of us at Untamed Paranormal Collective on Facebook. You can also email us at untamedparanormalcollective at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you soon and remember to stay weird.